I guess what is the situation for error? So you can look at the if you look at the stock price graph, you think something's going or gone pretty wrong here because they've uh, pretty much tracked since the start of this year close, they're about 80 cents and now they are sitting at 20 cents. How about we do a bit of a bit of a timeline? For this down, year. Mate. On that oh, note, let's go to Africa, mate. Dude, I can have a fucking break now. <laughs> Lindian Resources, JD. I mean, like, my thoughts, like, they are flying through things, you know. Things are going very quick. There's no reserve statement at all. It's the whole resource is in, inferred. Righto, Money Miners, Wednesday, 20th of September. Flying through the year, nearly bloody Christmas, JD. Mate, too, mate. time you flies when you're having fun. Sure does. I love hanging out with you by myself. Mate, I'm wearing real. a much better angle to get a lot of eye contact here, so I'm a I big know. fan. I know. Back to the back to the good. I like hang, hanging out with Trav by himself too. There's no disrespect there. <laughs> He's not it's, excluded. It's good for our relationship. Mate, sure is, mate. What have what, we got in store? Mate, we've got a bit of a uh, little bit of news out of Romelius and Hastings. I've gone deep into Eris. Mate, I'd expect nothing on, less from you. Yeah, I don't. When I do these deep dives, I'm like. I don't know if JD wants me to talk about any of this, but I'll just you yeah, just let me free, mate. You're making the research analyst redundant. We'll see what we'll just see see if it's valuable or not. And you no, go bloody it. balls deep into Lindian, Lindian. I sure have, mate. So have you been balls deep in them yet? Was this your first little Lindian spectacular? I feel they're one that we've sort of chatted in and around for quite a while now, but we haven't actually gone deep into what they're all about and what's going on over in Malawi. So keen to sort of. Scratch that itch a bit. Yeah, very good, right? Partners for today. Now they always go together due, due to the sponsorship, just the schedule. But look, anytime exploration services and Terra Capital. Now, what instead of talking about them separately, I thought I'd talk about how we could maybe they could if there's any synergies. Like, so pretty much shameless for any time, mate. If you've got <laughs> fuckloads of cash, give it to Langers and Bondi, chuck it in the Terra Capital fund, and like, look, you. you Good chance of making a fortune. That's probably the only synergy I can find there. But like, I guess, and then look, the synergies for what Terra can get out of any time. Look, if they, if you, Terra Langer's Bond, if you want to go to a mine site, I reckon Seamus could give you a ute. Uh, if you want to do a day in the field, he could probably hire you out as a um, RC drilling offsider. Um, look, just trying to help the sponsors like. Well, in these Get tough times with, uh, you know, labour and all that, if they've got an exploration mm. play that they want a bit of, you know, a bit more feed on the on the deck at, get in touch with Seamus and he'll sort out the... Uh, Seamus the, will send Langers and Bondi to help you out. <laughs> not on, what I was getting at. But, <laughs> but why not? They might have an itch to scratch. Uh, you never know. Might be on their bucket list. Go work <laughs> on a drill rig. Seamus will sort it, it our, out. Uh, our two, you know, OG sponsors. The OG it. sponsors, and and they pay straight away. That's the bloody mate, the top of my heart there. <laughs> right, JD Romelius, takeover of Musgrave is now at the stage of compulsory acquisition. They've gone over the ninety percent threshold. What's going on? That's right, mate. Regrettably, well, that's pretty much a, it, uh, mate. that is it, mate. <laughs> Regrettably, another saga bites the dust. So they announced last night that they're at ninety one point three percent from memory shareholding, and they're over that ninety percent. Shareholding, which means it's gone compulsory. So the remaining Musgrave shareholders will get for every 4.2 roughly shares that they hold of Musgrave, they get one share of Romelius plus that four cent kicker that they kicked in at the end to get the deal over the line and beat West Gold for it. So pretty soon, just like, you know, Mincor fell off the boards a while ago, yeah. we'll see 
Musgrave uh, no longer be traded. Mm, wonder if uh, personnel movement. It'd be interesting to see if any of the Musgrave personnel will chuck a Romelius shirt on. Yeah, it will be. I'm part sure of, they're part of the corporate team or yeah, not. Yeah, they've built up a bit of, you know, IP, know of how of the um, the ore body and all of that. So it'll be interesting to see where the people move on to or if they stay in-house at Romelius. Oh, mate, you'd be, mad, you'd be mad not to try and poach one of the greatest mining engineers in WA history, Mr. Anthony Buckingham. There mate, you go. Bloody, yeah, cash for comment there, what, bucko. What a shout-out. <laughs> Buy right. lunch one day. Mate, Hastings, changing <clears throat> substantial. Yeah, so, again, not not too much, but we did note that L1, the fund based out of uh, Melbourne, they've not exclusive to resources, but they do a fair bit in the resource space. They're selling down their stakes. So they were previously... 11.3% holders. They're now 9.9% shareholders. So, I mean, if you look at the share price year mm. to date, 350 down to $0.90. That's 75-odd percent down since January 1 of this year. Things aren't going swimmingly there, as we've sort of dug into in the past quite a few times. So no need to sort of flesh that one out again. No, I, think. No, I think the last time we talked about L1 a lot, JD, was in the whole Leonora saga, wasn't it? They were, it was, they were shareholders in St. Barbara. Yeah, and they were the, they were one of the two, but then one of, and then ended up not voting. They were one of the ones that were going to vote against the Genesis deal. They were, you know, they were they were getting pretty riled up. And I think I mentioned them the other day on a sort of macro view. Mark Landau being the chief there, and his thoughts on on China and iron ore and all that. So they're interesting investors to follow. Yeah, right too. That'll do, eh? Mate, right here we right, go. No, we better, we better Stop get. mucking about, mate. <laughs> Jeez, imagine we flied through everything that quick, mate. Shorten, Chris, <laughs> mate, Eris. So Eris yeah. released some drill results today for their Constellation project. So that Constellation one is 45 k's northwest of their Triton processing plant near sunny Ningen, New South Wales. That's about 100, 100 k's east of Cobar. So yeah. in that hole. Cobar, Copper region. Now they've so Aeris are sort of juggling a few different assets all, all at the once. They're not just the one flagship assets. Yeah, the they got. Yeah, they're not just copper now because they bought crack out previously. But we'll, we'll get into that. They got a bit of shit going on everywhere, and in a, in a bit of shit too. By so the looks. So what's the resource at Constellation, mate? Uh, so they released that in August 2022, and 6.7 million tons at 1.85 percent copper with. Half a gram, half a gram of gold, so 123,000 tons of copper. But so they have, they have got an underground component, three and a half million ton at 2.1 percent. So I guess how big is that? Let's compare it to a peer. So if you look at Develops Woodlawn Resource, so their resource there is 7.3 million ton at 1.8 percent copper. So very similar tonnages and copper grade, but. Uh, Woodlawn also has 5, 5.7% zinc, which we noted in that um, previous episode that that value of that zinc is about the same as the value of the copper. So for yeah, Woodlawn, so it's obviously yep. Woodlawn gets a, a lot more of a kicker out of the out of the zinc. So yeah, but yeah. obviously metallurgy does does play its role. Yeah, yeah, it does. I think I think those figures we capped were based on the recovery and. Mm. estimated payabilities as well. So, yeah. and, th and then they had a couple hits, right, from um, from the about 400 to 450-odd metres, I think, when I was flicking through it below mm. surface, so rel relatively deep. Well, the two, they, two that put that, they put out today, 26 metres at 3.8% copper, uh, one and a bit gram of gold, and 5.8 metres at 2.23%. So you look at the, you look at the schematic, um, yeah, don't, don't be fooled by the – the picture they put up sometimes, you look at that, you're like, oh, look at that fucking beautiful vertical ore body. God, you can just rip through that. But that is 
looking along the plunge of the ore body. So I went back to the 2021 presentation to look like what it looks like along the dip of the ore body. And it's a very, very flat ore body, it appears. Gotcha. Looking at that. So, but that, um, they didn't include that picture in there today. So it's funny they don't include those flat dipping cross sections. So pretty, yeah, pretty sure of, unless the ore bodies change, but that's based on their early 2021 results. That appears to be what it looks like. So um, their Q4 results summary did say that they were defining a stand-up zone, which could significantly improve underground mine design. So I guess what that means to the punter and the money miner out there is that they're trying to find or define a more vertical part of the ore body to make mining easier. Just much more amenable to underground mining. Yes, because as as we know, flat ore bodies are difficult to mine. Um, if to do more to, development. Yeah, sure. more development and more – it's very hard to maintain uh, low ore dilution and achieve a full recovery if it sits yeah. on the footwall. So we've talked about we've talked about this with uh, with Gualia and uh, Jenna, Jenna Ulysses. Ulysses. God, yeah. I can't believe I forgot the fucking yeah. name of the mine after all that. So <laughs> they, you know, they dip it around that That's sort of 40 – percent, thirty to forty degrees, and that's yep. l- this one looks about that. I estimate I should have got a protractor out. I reckon that. <laughs> I reckon that's about. Uh, be lucky to be thirty degrees. So all right, enough enough beating up on on constellation, mate. What? <laughs> so they got Triton and they got Jaguar. Well, you know, let's got give a few, the, few let's others. give the fucking asset overview. I thought right. JD and like I guess the bloody you know I like a good bit of history. They, they call me Britannica, mate. I'm, mate, I'm strapped in. Let's well, go. So they main the. Main one they've got, so they come out of straits. They straits become heiress. Straits think, resources, that is. Yeah, so yep. it was straits resources. And then I don't know, did they take them over? No, they just rebranded to heiress, didn't they? Yeah, these these resource companies tend to do something like that. Yeah. Anyway, so they they've obviously had the Triton copper operations for a long time. Western New South Wales, long-standing asset. Um, so fact about Triton. I'm not sure if it's still this way, but historically, the the sulphide ore body, the that's where the where the copper is. It's one of the most abrasive ground ground like abrasive sets of rock going around. So, like hypothetically, when we talk about abrasive, it's how it chews through the bits. So, like on a jumbo, like soft, easy ground, like drilling through butter, you can use one bit for an entire face. You could keep it on all day if you want. So, you think harder work? I think higher cost. High cost, that is one, and lower productivity. So when yep. like, okay, then then if you go up to say harder harder ground or pretty competent ground, you might say every eight holes you drill in the face, you change your bit so you don't, it doesn't flog it out and it doesn't start slowing you down. Triton, was that abrasive? What I've been told by jump operators there that it destroyed the bits that quick that you had to drill it at a slower rate and you'd just get through one hole and then they'd have to go and New one. change the bit. So every hole... You, you would nearly have to change a bit in in some parts when they're boring the ore drives. So if you just drilled it normally, it would just destroy them, burn them up. It was that abrasive. So It's hard work, mate. Mm. And then they've got Krakow as well, which they picked up off Krak- Evolution. Yeah, so Krakow's 500 k's northwest of Brizzy. So that's been around a while. So uh, in 2020, they bought it off Evolution yeah. for $125 million. So $60 million up front, $15 million in two years' time. And then there was a 10% royalty attached to it big hum digger but capped at 50 million dollars so 10 percent royalty 10 percent royalty on that purchase so that was obviously 
obviously a part of the it's like give, give us the royalty so we can bloody buy the thing. Yeah. So deferred consideration, you'd say. So am I right so, in saying they picked up Mount Collin as well and then Yeah, so they got that up? then they acquired Round Oak. So yeah. Round Oak in 2022 from Washington H. Sol Pat, Sol Pattinson, which are like a, you know, like a Berkshire Hathaway, as Conglomerate you say. Conglomerate type, Sol Pats. Yep. yep. So that that acquisition in 2022 gave them the Jaguar Zinc Copper Project in WA, gave them the Mount Collin Copper Project in northwest Queensland, and it also gave them the Stockman Copper Zinc Project in Victoria, which was still, is is still in study, study phase. So they paid... $80 million in cash for all these, hundred which and $154 million bucks in shares at a price of 73.5. So it was 10.5 cents, but at the time they did a seven for one consolidation in July last year. So that 10.5 is technically bloody 73.5. So I guess what is the situation for error? So you can look at the, if you look at the stock price graph, you think something's going or gone pretty wrong here because they've uh, pretty much tracked since the start of this year close. They were about 80 cents and now they are sitting at 20 cents. So especially when you look at a lot of oper- – when you've got a lot of operations and your share price is quartered, you want to know want to know why, JD. So how about we do a bit of a, a, bit of a timeline Let's for this year. Down, mate. Yeah. And so- there wouldn't be the only sort of high-cost – Copper type play that is, you know, getting beaten up a bit in this market. Yeah, a lot of lot of lot of factors here. Some some out of their control. Some in, a lot in their control. But look, it all started in February this year. So they reported a first half uh, statutory net loss of after income tax of fifty million bucks, forty nine point eight. This sent them down from about seventy cents down to sixty. So Air said this this was driven by high depreciation and amortisation costs and $10 million bucks in transaction costs related to that Round Oak uh, acquisition in early 2022. Yeah. Um, they then they then received an extreme amount of rainfall at the Mount Collin Copper Mine. So that was that, that big fuck-off bit of rainfall yeah. that everyone got fucked over by because that they're northwest Queensland, so we're in that. Ernest Henry, Ernest Henry, bloody Capricorn copper. Yeah, that whole that whole yep. region. So they lost about five days of production there. So that not not too bad can, compared <laughs> to all things considered. I reckon Capricorn copper would take put a zero oh. on that nearly and take it. I'd say. Um, right. Okay, so from that they then reduced their copper equivalent guidance in March. So reduced it to fifty three to sixty three thousand tons of copper equivalent. Yeah, that's down from fifty seven. That it was between fifty-seven and seventy-one thousand tons. So delays due to bringing on their budgerigar uh, a, mine at Triton and those Mount Collin rain delays. So we actually had a chat about this around the back of their annual results when that uh, yeah they just just missed them. Yeah, no, again. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get yeah. to that. That's coming up, big fella. Um, so they. They continue to track down towards 50 cents from there. So now they've gone from 80 to 50. And then on the 7th of July, which they – and funny, on this 7th of July announcement, they had 7th of June on the in the top right left corner. Um, yeah, I was pretty sure I read my dates right on Comsec, but I think they fucked that up. Um, they released the FY23 guidance update, so pretty much the pre-annual pre, pre pre-annual thing saying – it's not going to make it. Uh, Mount Collin was a thousand ton under due to that, uh, due to evolution deferring processing seventy thousand tons of ore at their Ernest Henry mine. So they had it there ready, and they, I think they ended up having about a hundred thousand ton 
sitting there, but it wasn't processed. Yep. They also had the seismic events preventing stope access at Jaguar. That's a WA asset. So that saw them miss their zinc guidance by 2,000 tonnes. And that 2,000 tonnes was about 10% of the zinc. They also withdrew their EBITDA guidance and say, look, another great example, JD, of reading from the bottom up because obviously the Mount Collin and Jaguar sections were the last two. The yep. first two were good. Yeah, crack out, crack out, and it was all good. But then yeah, I remember yeah. that one. So they, then they went from there. They, that was fifty cents to forty cents. They then went into a trading halt first of August and released a corporate update and FY twenty four guidance. So they missed their guidance, their re- revised guidance. They, they only got fifty one and a half thousand ton of copper equivalent. Uh, it was they needed fifty three for the lower end. That was their. 53, uh, sorry, FY23 performance that you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And then they then, the key thing of this announcement was they placed Jaguar on care and maintenance. So yeah. remember that th- this is the one they've purchased off Round Oak. It obviously got hammered by the weaker zinc and copper prices, prime, prime, especially the very weak zinc price, um, you know, skill, labour, labour, labour shortages, labour, cost, all that sort of stuff, same as everyone that's got hammered by it. And they also, in this announcement, they replaced there, they had a $20 million debt facility with ANZ and they replaced that with a $50 million working capital facility from their 30% major shareholder, Washington H. Sol Pattinson's, who they bought the Round Oak thing off. So that was at a, it's at a 15% interest rate as well. You know what this makes me think, Maddie? One of, uh, one of the rules we've got, don't buy assets of private equity. Now, Sol Pats aren't Explicitly a, a private equity group, but yeah. you know this sort of smells a bit of EMR and twenty nine yeah. metals and yeah, very very similar. Um, so look, they they then lowered their FY twenty four copper equivalent guidance to forty to fifty thousand tons. So remember, their original FY twenty three was fifty three to sixty three. So that's a twenty two percent drop in copper equivalent guidance uh, year Mate, on year. That, for what that wasn't guiding. The- that wasn't even the original FY23. The original FY23 was much higher than that. It was 57 to 71. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the markdown guidance already that you referred to. Yeah. Um, so, look, they, after that, after this announcement, they dropped 40% down to 22 cents and that's where they've sort of been tracking since, sitting at 20 cents today. So, And they've actually, on 7th of August, they drew down $40 million of the $50 million facility with uh, Solpats, so I guess what are they? What are they waiting for? Where to from here? Yeah. Can so, they turn the ship around? So like, they're waiting on a lot of. There's a lot of studies and everything. A lot of studies, a lot of things happening. So they're waiting on a feasibility study for this flat tipping constellation project at Triton. So they're still advancing the EIS and the permitting for that. They've got a study for an underground mine at Mount. Uh, at the Barber project in Mount Collins. So that's on a mining lease. So it's a bit quicker, but they did mention they do have some permitting amendments. Then you've got a review of this Jaguar operation to see if they're going to actually going to get that back up and going. And they did mention at a, like a more sustainable production rate, which means lower production rate. Obviously they've got to be um, due to the seismicity. I would imagine they would have to mine and fill at a slower rate to ensure the ground doesn't yep. to control the seismicity better. Make they've, sure it's safe to work at. Yeah, and they've, they've still got to release the feasibility study results for the Stockman project in Victoria. Um, they've got a, they're saying they're going to develop an underground exploration drive at the 
golden plateau deposit in Krakow. So there's a bit of potential there and they've got other exploration projects. They've got a 30% interest in that Can Can what do you read? Cam Campbell Lego. Campbell Lego with Helix. Something like that. But um overall like there's nothing, doesn't appear anything coming any anytime soon. A lot of things in the pipeline and it's that question, will they be able to hold on with the cash that they've got? So, look, the waterfall chart and the all-in sustaining costs from last year sort of says it all. They had – look at the waterfall chart. They had $20 million bucks in cash left. They've just they've just drawn down 40 of the 50 mil from sold, sold pats. Zinc price is shit. Copper price hasn't – is still low compared to previous previous times. It hasn't, hasn't really taken off. And, look yeah, – the, They'll have debt repayments to make. Yeah, so especially at that, I think it's 15, what was it, 15% interest rate. Um, and, yeah, look, copper's currently sitting Aussie, 5 bucks 80 a pound. And they for last year they produced at copper copper equivalent, they produced at $5.50 a pound, all in sustaining costs. So that obviously doesn't include your costs for exploration project and growth capital. The second half of the year was they produced at $5.99, all in sustaining cost and we're at five eighty now, so yeah, and we all we all know the all all in cost for an operation is much higher than the all in sustaining cost. So sure is, mate. Yeah, so I guess look, Triton, it's always been their flagship copper project. Look, it's got three years of copper reserves left. It's got fifty five thousand ton based on the seventeen thousand ton rate that they're going to take the copper out for. It's got about three years left, and it's only getting deeper. Um, constellational help this out if it gets going, but appears to be pretty flat. They've, they have got 369,000 tonnes of copper in resource, but we don't know how much of that will be will come into the mine plan. Um, so, yeah, it just looks like they're going to be in a in a pretty tough spot for a while before they achieve some sort of sustainable sustainability after looking at all the studies that have to be done and the permits required and a bit of now they've redrawn the facility Will they hang on with the cash they've got without having to raise at this share mm. price that's gone down seventy five percent? I think we can put them in that basket of they need a few things to go right for them mm. to to get through to the other side. Yeah, and especially it's and look, Jaguar care and maintenance might be a good thing to maybe simplify yep. things a bit. Got assets in, you know, got four different states, all, all pretty much all corners of the all corners of the, the country. Globe. Not the globe, the country. We are the globe. <laughs> Australia is the world. Right, there we go. On that right. note, let's go to Africa, mate. Beauty, I can have a fucking vape now. <laughs> right. Lindian Resources, JD, you're a bloody little rare earths. Uh, did you learn a bit today? I did, mate. And, you know, reflecting back on the, the chat that I know we've referenced a bunch of times with um, DK, I learned a lot there and can sort of put that to use now. So the Kangang Kunde project in Malawi. You got, uh, there was a message that come through from a Mr. Alex Rivera confirming that you got that Joe Shun or whatever it was. You were correct. You're the man. <laughs> Not as bad as you guys make me out to be. It's good to hear, mate. So uh, yeah, the announcement saying mine development advancing Stock's up 17%. That's pretty pretty interesting to see given there was not too much substance to the mm. announcement. It is down a bit. It was sitting up at about 40 cents not long ago, wasn't it? Yes. Retreated a bit. Yeah, you're light. right. So they're trading at 24 and a half cents when I last checked. Fully diluted, it's about 300 million market cap. Um, yeah, today's announcement, 4,000 metres of drilling is well advanced to convert uh, inferred resources into indicated 
resources and then a few other bits and pieces around engineering, mind design and whatnot. So it's kind of interesting to see the stock tick up so significantly. Well, you can't leave it there, JD. You can't leave it there. I think we've been going to go fucking get deep in We're going to go deep. <laughs> Why not? And like I said at the beginning of the show, I feel it's one of those ones that we keep mentioning, but we haven't actually explicitly spoken about this one and then honed in on what's going on. And if you look at the the stock, it's had a pretty exciting last 18 months or so. Things started to turn around mm. in the first half of 2022. Yeah, do you reckon this is, though, slightly a function there was fuck all news out today? It could be, mate. It could be. <laughs> I'd been looking for an excuse to talk about this one. There we go. So why not get into it? So like we said, I'm not going to say the name of the asset again because I don't know how to pronounce it. I reckon it. that was good. Kangen Kung Day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it sits in the East African country. It's a landlocked country, Malawi. So they're not, you know, it's not known to be a terrible jurisdiction as, as Africa goes. It's, it's not too bad. They don't have any mines that actually are working right now, though we did see Rio do a deal with Sovereign who have been in the country for for quite a while, they're obviously quite keen to, you know, develop the country and get mining going there. So when it when it comes to this asset specifically, they picked it up for US 30 million bucks. They've paid 20 million of that already. 10 million is to be paid either by 2026 or first production, and they're looking to produce by 2025. So expect that to be done then. But it's not actually a new discovery, Maddie. There's been talked about since the, the 80s. And, and onward, there's been a lot of litigation, lawsuits about ownership, title disputes and like. At one point when I was getting real deep into the research, mate, there was an announcement from 2007 talking about Linus having claim to it. And then there was a Sydney Morning Herald article alleging that they offered to pay a South African geologist 500000 US dollars to drop his claim of the asset. So it's, wow. got, a, it's got a colourful, colourful history. Onto the actual resource itself. So like I said, they're looking to convert inferred, the inferred portion into indicated. So the entire resource is inferred at the moment. And for those wondering, that is the lowest geological uh, confidence level you have in the in the ore body. So it's 261 million tonnes at 2.2% TRIO. And for those unfamiliar with rare earths, TRIO is total rare earth oxides. So on both those size and grades, it sits below average, but that's not the, the be-all and end-all. There's a bit more than meets the eye. Because there's always a, I don't know, they, they obviously find there's always something that differentiates each rare earth project. 100%, mate. You can't, you can't project your, your project as being boring, <laughs> can you? So, so what, what separates this one, JD? Well, what you really need to look for is NDPR. That makes up 90% of the total market value of rare earths. So... You want your NDPR count to be high. And there sits at 20.2, uh, so around 20%. And, you know, if you look at the, the global average for mines out there, that's about 16%. So they're yep. in that sort of upper third, I'd say, of, of projects globally. So that, that's quite good. And another positive about the project is that it has low levels, unusually low levels, you might say, of thorium and uranium, which are often... Um, come with the, the monazite that's seen in this yep. light rarer project, which is great. They got um, approval from some sort of nuclear agency not too long ago that they're, um, it's not classified as radioactive, which just makes things like transporting and all that quite, yep. a, quite a bit easier. So if we look at where they are, Matt, it's, it's really interesting to see where the company is in the scheme of everything. I mentioned it's only 18 months ago that they got going with this all. They're looking to convert 20 million tonnes, so a relatively small portion from the inferred into the indicated category. They're designing stage one of the processing plant and they're going to get an update on that pretty soon. They're dishing out uh, contracts for mining, for construction and all of that to really 
get things going. They've got environmental and mining permits already sorted. And there was a bit of chatter on social media that, you know, questioning the, the validity of these things. So yeah. keep a keep a close eye on that. But the company claims that it's all, you know, safe and sound. The lawsuits are all done. They have the mining permits. They've got the feasibility study targeted to come out in quarter one of next calendar year. So that's that's pretty soon. And they want to be starting civil works in that quarter. They want to be constructing in the quarter after that. And they want to be commissioning in the last quarter of next calendar year. So, I mean, like my thoughts, like they are flying through things, you know, things are going very quick. There's no reserve statement at all. It's the whole resource is in inferred at yep. the moment. I mean, you've got, like I said, little radioactivity. So you've got that sort of pro, but I mean, thinking about what we spoke about in that discussion with DK, his point of view is that he prefers companies to do, you know, years of met work to really size up what they've got and see that they've got a saleable product, you know, years and probably hundreds of millions of dollars being put into it. And that's clearly not what the, uh, the company's done here. So they've sort of dialed up the risk and they've, it looks like they've taken the view that stage one, the smaller scale um, part of their project is, you know, in a, in a sense of a pilot plant where you're actually producing a saleable product. So, I mean, yeah, like I said, increased risk and it may work out for them. The, the startup capital is US 35 million for that one. I'd anticipate that they probably in the second half of next year need to do an equity raise, um, maybe sort of 30 or 40 odd million. I think they've got yep. 26 million in cash right now. So pretty, so pretty much if it's, if the whole body or body is inferred and they're trying to convert a small part to indicated, it essentially means it is a low, uh, not a very tight drill density. So they would have to be assuming or hoping that they have a good handle on the continuity of that ore body. Yeah, and when I think they start so they, they break it. it out into what they call domains, and I think it's five domains. And that 4,000 metres that they say is well advanced today is going to be specifically targeting what they'd call the stage one Mine, okay, so they're going to drill, drill the fuck out of the first bit they're going to mine. Exactly. Yeah. So they want to get a bit more confidence before they do mine it, but yeah. they want a lot of things going in tandem so that they can mine it and be producing by 2025, which is which is pretty soon. Mm. Tie, and, tie this into trenches. Uh, what, are the, uh, what are the five rules of investing, JD? Mate, I'm actually tying this into the the, the rules we got out of the DK chat, the, the rules uh, of rare oh, earth. The, 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 not, the, not the trenchy Five rules. Yeah, it's, the rare earth investing. It's the investing. DK for yeah. five rules. And before I get into Brought them, to you mate, by Terra Capital, these rules. <laughs> before I get into them, mate, there's there's one more thing of note. In terms of catalysts, an offtake agreement would be huge. They they it's not like gold, you know. They want to be sure somebody is gonna you know likes the spec of their product and is going to buy it. So that'd be a huge tick of approval if you can get someone to you know say we're going to take that off your hands and yep. if there's any sort of. Um, Info given on pricing, that'd be that'd be awesome, and I mean plenty of other catalysts. Given how quick they're moving there, those five rules, mate. If you if you run through them, let's go from one to five. His first rule was back the incumbents, so clearly not checking that box. Number two was state debt backing. They haven't. I mean, I'm sure they're looking into getting funding from Malawi, but that's not something they've secured. I'm not sure if there's capacity for them to even secure that. Number three. Primary product has to be NDPR at a sort of, you know, 20 to 25% portion of the of the mix tick. Like I said, a bit over 20%. 20 yep. So that they've got that one. Looking at the the value chain, you want to be either clay, that's why he liked Meteoric in, in Brazil, or producing a concentrate. So check, 
They've got that one. Yeah, that's why I liked um, Northern Minerals NTU because they were um, simple, simple process, producing a concentrate, shipping it to any ABBA. Exactly, yeah. mate. And the last point is significant MET test work, you know, full simulation piloting. And I've talked about this one already. They have just clearly not done this. They have done some work in and around it, not to say they've done nothing, but – to the, to the level and just how much he emphasised that, they, they obviously haven't checked that box. There is a pretty diverse range of views on, on Lindian from the analyst community and the investor community. They've got a you know relatively high market cap sitting around 300-odd million. So like you said, that's that's even come off a bit. It was, it was much higher before that. Mm. So interesting to see where, where it kind of goes from here, mate. Oh, very good, JD. Mate, oh, wait, we, we fly. We fly. We sure do, mate. Maybe there's three of us is too many. We're fucking efficient today. We did talk about less stories, but buddy, mate, loved it. Mate, Good fun. Double as many stories as yesterday, mate. And uh, mate, shout out to bloody uh, shout out to Q at the Let's Eat Lunch Bar. He's fucking gagging to meet Ryan O'Sullivan because he's like, bring down that guy that can break that <laughs> can find rocks with his bare hands and shit. So, bloody, Q, a real the, friend of the show, mate. The mate, the bloody the word is getting out. Oh, I love it. And we've got to- Q, I want double pork on me fucking roll tomorrow, Cobber. <laughs> <laughs> right we, should, um, we should just prelude a bit to a couple interviews we've got coming up. Mm, yeah, these are ones that are rocking rare, rare and a go. That's it. We won't get too much into them, but Thursday and Saturday morning we'll probably drop it. We've got two interviews, one in the sort of fundy world and one more, you know, in the in the finance world. Very specific to uh, a mining niche as well. Very, very niche, and they the boys like to. I think they tried to tease it out. Yeah, but it's it's they everywhere, don't want you mate. To not watch it, but it is fucking interesting. It's very everywhere. Interesting. It's su- super, super important. So I'm keen to see. It's something that just gets like neglected to be thought about, sort of thing. But it's a very important part of uh, mining. Absolutely, and finance. Mate. Good stuff, mate. Thanks all the partners. That's it. Terra, Anytime the, Exploration Services. Mate, the owner of the bare hand rock breaking things, K Drill. <laughs> he, he doesn't own K Drill, but he might. Um, he could probably break the owners with his bare hands and take it over. Love so, it. JP uh, Search. And uh, Smack Power and Technology. Thanks for all the bloody support, your GCs. That's it. Thanks and a lot, guys. We got a bloody, we got given a crane too. We sure did. We've got a crane up here. Anyone that wants to drop some shit off, uh, the guys at bloody MCT dropped off a crane and a cart and a piss. So, Talk about what they'd do for a comment. But, uh, look, you won me over with the carton and piss, I won't lie. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, guys. Hooteroo. Hooteroo. The information contained in this episode of Money of Mine is of general nature only and does not take into account the objectives, financial situation or needs of any particular person. Before making any investment decision, you should consult with your financial advisor and consider how appropriate the advice is to your objectives, financial situation and needs.